Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 51 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about yearbooks. Yearbooks? You mean like high school yearbooks? College yearbooks? Could be, yeah. All yearbooks, all types. And people buy and sell these things? Yep. They're all types of yearbooks from schools to academies to colleges to even wars. Actually, I'm I'm being a little bit facetious. I know I know darn good well that people buy and sell these things because the internet is full of them, and websites like Ancestry.com and Classmates, and there are lots of places online where you can go to find them and sell them and and buy them. In fact, if you just type in a Google search of high school yearbook or college yearbook or military yearbook, any kind of yearbook, and uh, you'd be surprised how many pages of them you'll find. Magazines actually put out yearbooks because they'll have the year in review right? different magazines. So that's another thing. I was just noticing um, like Hockey News put mm-hmm. out a yearbook and review and different um, sports magazines put out yearbooks. So keep a watch for the yearbooks coming out. Um, yearbooks are being put out by comic book companies, by magazines. So anyways, bottom line, keep your eye open. It's the end of the year. Yearbooks will start coming out in all the magazines, Sports Illustrated, uh, Beauty. You know, encyclopedias, too, come, used to come out when, when encyclopedias were still publishing books, every year they would update their set by having a year in review. Condensed. Yeah, condensed version of the year. I was surprised how many sets of encyclopedias are selling on eBay and tracking them through through WorthPoint. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Oh, it is. There will definitely be a market for it. And as far as I know, every estate sale that I've ever been to has had a yearbook or three or four. When I was an active auctioneer and doing estate sales, I think I had yearbooks in every sale I ever did. So I know there's a market for them. I know people buy them. And sometimes the prices are prices you can get for them are really, really good. I was looking at shopgoodwill.com this morning, one of my go-to places for looking at what's selling. They didn't have many. They had 12 or 14, something like that. But most of them were under $10. Mm-hmm. And if you go to eBay and sort for lowest price first, you'll find hundreds of them for under $10. Right. So, And then you can turn around and sell them on Amazon. Gee, the prices, almost everything on Amazon that I saw was a new reprint. And yes. you can't pay sixty to a hundred dollars for a new reprint and expect to turn around and sell it and make a profit. But you can pay 
10 bucks for one or even 60 depends on what you've got mm-hmm. uh didn't you find something recently uh at a what what was it you were at a show a long beach or something yeah i was in long beach at the with the treasure hunt at worth point with worth point mm-hmm. the last treasure hunt that we did a couple of years ago before the pandemic at long beach i bought a yearbook there as well and that yearbook was for a crew of i'm i'm not familiar how the military works but they had a a group of people that were in a camp and uh, in vietnam and they had a yearbook for really? for that area of vietnam for the war and it was a thick yearbook and i paid mm-hmm. $75 for that and i i had to even go to atm cuz i had spent all my money on louis vuittons so I had to go to ATM, <laughs> and I just had a feeling. You know how you get a feeling. Right. So I had a feeling about it, and I paid $75 for it, and it took almost a year, but I did get $280 for it. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, I made a few bucks. but So I was on a mission after learning about that experience at Long Beach this time, I was on a mission for yearbooks as well, and I came across a 1946 Naval Academy yearbook Mm -hmm. called Lucky Bag. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in a hurry, and so I grabbed my Worth Point app. At the time, he was asking $100 for it. And I grabbed my Worth Point app, and I just quickly looked up Lucky Bag yearbook. I didn't look up the year. Right. And the first ones that came up were hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So I was like, okay, what's your best price? And he said, 60. I'm firm. I can't go any lower. And so I didn't haggle. I just gave him 60 bucks. Well, cool. But after I got home and I had some more time, um, the, the highest price ones were from the 20s, 1920s. Right. So... It's going to be a little challenging, I think, with with this one. I'm going to be determined to <laughs> mm-hmm. to uh, make a good profit on it. So mm-hmm. when I get challenged, I love a good challenge. So I love a good challenge to make as much money as possible. So I'm going to spend good quality time figuring out uh, the keywords and how to properly place this. Right. It could be two categories and, you know, under militia, and then also, you know, paper, yearbooks, historical. But the other thing is, like with any type of yearbook, if you do your research and spend some quality time, there could be a famous person in it. There could be a famous, some type of an event that took place that's in it. And these are the kinds of things you want to look for as well, because that's going to help sell it. Right. The common yearbooks, I've I've had one on there for quite a while that I picked up while uh, Will and I were in Salt Lake one year. I picked one up at a thrift store there, antique store, and I still have it. <laughs> so no one is interested in whatever whatever that was in Salt Lake City, but... right. If I spent time, though, to try to research more, and that's I think that's the key. Well, of course, having a yearbook 
with a famous person, uh, uh, an actor, a sports personality, a musician, uh, all of those things can result in yearbooks that are worth big bucks. In WorthPoint and eBay this morning, I saw yearbooks that had uh, Elvis, uh, signed yearbooks. And the thing is, how many people did Elvis has have in his class? I, I don't know. 100, 200, how many of those bought yearbooks? Yeah. 100, 200. So there's going to be a lot of copies around, and not everyone's going to be able to find one. But it's not unusual to to find one that has somebody mm -hmm. uh, famous or well-known. And as, as long as we're on this subject, not all the yearbooks we're talking about are school yearbooks, mm -hmm. high school or college yearbooks. Uh, companies have yearbooks, and there are data yearbooks, and there are sports yearbooks. Their yearbooks covers a lot of ground, and all of them will give you the same historical snapshot that a high school yearbook does. So if you go to an estate sale and find a corporate yearbook, it's going to have just as much value as a high school yearbook to a historian. So I think yearbooks are definitely um, good to flip, but there are some to skip unless you want to save up your box lots and you get them cheap enough. Okay, this is a good spot to stop for a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Have you ever bought an item to resell? got it home, and discovered that it wasn't what you thought it was? With WorthPoint's encyclopedia of marks, autographs, patterns, and symbols, you'll always know what you have and what it's worth. Find over 150,000 identifiers updated weekly, covering glass, china, coins, currency, tools, and more. Don't waste your time and money. Use WorthPoint. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about yearbooks. Some of the compelling reasons why people collect these, they give a snapshot of history. Okay. So much culture in a yearbook. When I was a kid, and I mean adolescent, 10, 11 years old, one of my, every now and then I'd, I'd go up into our attic and poke around, and my mother had a box of memorabilia, a trunk, actually. And she had her yearbooks in there. I think she graduated from Eastern High School in Washington, D.C., 1947. And, I'd, and I graduated in 1967. So I'd, I'd look at her yearbook from 20 years before mining and just gawk. Wow, look at how long those skirts were. Look at those funny hairdos. And you'd read the the slang of the times and what the uh, the kids were doing and and news uh, national international news uh, all of those things. It's a snapshot of history that is just great to have, and that's why they're so popular with uh, researchers and writers. I read a blog post uh, yesterday about a writer who finds yearbooks to cover the time period that he's writing his novel about. Oh. So he can pick up the slang and the style and and all of those things. It's a great resource for that. And there's a steady market for that kind of thing. And as I've said often, 
if you want to sell something online, you need to understand the people you're selling to and pitch what you have to that group. For example, the the book that you've got on the military, the Navy Mm -hmm. book, I would say that that Navy people, Navy professionals, Annapolitans, people that lived in Annapolis and during that time, there's just a whole lot of people who would want that for historical reasons. Pictures, for sure, sure, because I spent a lot of time in Annapolis that there's a a historical site about Annapolis. They post historical pictures. That yearbook's probably full of them. So uh, it's uh, the market is strong, and they're easy to find. I mean, you can't go to a sale with that has dozens of yearbooks at an estate sale, but you can sure find them on eBay because people sell them in box lots uh, or in groups. And if you get a decent group, you can do like anything else, and that's break it out into individual individual books and sell them online on Amazon. Amazon brings pretty good prices, but I don't like to sell on Amazon. Too many rules. I like eBay. Yeah, it's, you know, we've talked, I think, on every episode how you save the items that, you know, aren't worth listing on their own so that you, until you have that box lot. Right. And your books are the same. I see on WorthPoint, just last year, July 2020, there was a lot that sold for seven thousand dollars of thirteen hundred <laughs> yearbooks, but they got seven thousand dollars for them. Wow. Well, still, that's pretty good. I would imagine that they didn't pay more than a dollar or two a piece. Pricing, though, looking at Worth Point, Marilyn Monroe's high school yearbook went for two thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Yet Elvis Presley went, you know, for so much more. And then James Dean went for 5000 And it's so interesting. Another great advantage of WorthPoint is if you just go there and just type in high school yearbook and whatever year maybe that you have on your yearbook, it's a good place to start because there could be someone famous in there because mm-hmm. You know, that people are listing those books because of uh, the famous person that's in them. And that'll help you narrow it down as well, where they went to school. Jim Morrison, I see that one that you mentioned in there, too. It's so interesting. But I got a notice one day from classmates.com saying, one uh, yearbook, you've been spotted in a yearbook from your high school. And I was like, what? And I went to the website and sure enough, there was, I think it was the 1978 one. And there it was. And I was able to log into classmates and scroll the pages and look through it. Yeah. They had it on file. I guess that that website is actually, like you mentioned, collecting them and then sharing them with their members so that they can look through the pages. Does Ancestry do that too? I believe they do, yes. Now, I know that classmates.com used to buy them. Uh, They'd pay $25 for a yearbook uh, in form of a a gift card of some sort. Uh, They stopped doing that some time ago because their collection just became huge, uh-huh. but they would digitize them 
and people could do what you did, go online and look at the pictures and that sort of thing. And that's a draw for classmates. Uh, but there's there are lots of online places where you can, can go. There is a national yearbook project that lists item uh, yearbooks for sale, and you can also list yearbooks wanted. So you might think of going to that one okay. and listing your yearbook. It's uh, yearbook.genealogyvillage.com. Okay, thank you. And there's, uh, of course, classmates. Uh, Abe Books, believe it or not, uh, lists a lot of yearbooks for sale. And, of course, Abe Books is owned by, by Amazon. Uh, and these are, as I look over, here's I see one from Agnes Academy in Houston, 1939, for, for 100 bucks. Uh, here's a high school yearbook from Houston, 1969, for 125. Uh, some of them are, you know, 50, 75, 30. Uh, almost all of them are, are under $150, but there's a nice selection of them. There's a, a website called theancestorhunt.com that has a whole page on where to find high school and college yearbooks online. Ancestry, yeah, I'm looking at uh, Ancestry.com has uh, U.S. school yearbooks from 1900 through 1999. Uh, so there's lots of resources for researching and pricing yearbooks. Let me ask, uh, you mentioned earlier about someone who got $7,000 for a collection of 1,300 yearbooks. Mm -hmm. Books are heavy, really right. heavy, especially when you box them. Mm -hmm. How would you go about shipping uh, a, a box lot of books? Because yeah. they're, they're, they're heavy and it would cost a small fortune to do that. And how would you list shipping in your listing? Sure. Well, I would do my usual where I put choose freight, Choose freight shipping, and then that way, when you choose freight shipping in your eBay listing, it allows you um, a grace period. There's there's no limit. Well, I'm sure there is a small limit, but there's you're not held responsible for shipping on time because right. freight, you know, it's more lenient. It is what it is, yeah. Yeah, so you can choose freight. And then in my description, I put, we'll ship anywhere in the world. Buyer makes arrangement for shipping because, of course, they're going to be heavy. And the pro shoppers are going to send in the shipper. You don't even have to worry about it. They'll, they'll send the shipper in. Right. The people that, um, oh, and then in that listing, make sure you put your zip code also in the description so that they don't have to go look for it in the description. Shipping to... If you want to research shipping, suggest you ship craters and freighters or roadie. Mm -hmm. And here's my zip code. Right. And then if they come to you and say, you know, I really want these, I'm willing to pay for them. Um, can you check on shipping and let me know how much it is? Then you can go to my favorite one is you ship. And then right. I'll go there and then I'll try to get um, an estimate because you can get an mm -hmm. estimate there. Right. Get their zip code first. And then 
you can get an estimate at U-Ship. And you don't have to, you know, you can kind of guess on the weight, but as long as you know how many boxes, right. you know, and describe what's in them so that the shipper understands, you know, how, if they're going to need extra help or not. Right. But the great thing about it is, I mean, even with roadie, it's just a matter of someone traveling there already, and they can just throw them in their car and get their gas paid for. Get, just to get a little more detail on the shipping. First of all, I assume you're using what are known as book boxes, not sure. the not the really big ones, and they're double walled boxes. You can use banana boxes. Really? They're, yeah, banana boxes work pretty good. They're mm -hmm. they're pretty thick and sturdy and and have the handles. Have the handles on them. Banana boxes I've used well back in the day when I used to haul my crap to the flea market <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'd haul everything to the flea market. I loved the banana boxes. And packing material? Yeah, it's not hard. I mean, just line up your books and Does it have to be waterproof? Well, hopefully the the company that you hire has an enclosed <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no no more Conestoga wagons heading <laughs> west, right? Okay. <laughs> But I mean, you can. It's right. you can put them in bags. It's up to right. you. Right. But I've sold. I sold a garage full of books, mm -hmm. and it was the the end of. You know, I had picked through all the books that had made me a fortune, and I think it was about six months worth of selling books because we had bought out a book collection, and then finally I listed the rest of them on eBay in a box lot. Right. And a gentleman came from Michigan and picked them up because he was opening up a bookstore and it was going to be his his launch. He was going to use them as his launch of opening a bookstore. So he came and picked them up. Saved on shipping that way, right? <laughs> yeah. And he got a trip to Florida. <laughs> really? What a deal. Okay, Dana. Well, my 1956 annual calendar on the wall <laughs> says that it's time to close out the episode. Uh, we're done, and now we can go eat lunch. It's been real. That's, I enjoyed it. I did too, Wayne. Now we can have a year book for Flip It or Skip It. That's right. We're coming to the end of our first year, aren't we? Yes. How about that? We can do an, a year in review, and it will be all digital. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Bye, Wayne. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. WorthPoint.